Welcome to the 1000 Day Sober Podcast. My name is Lee Davey and I am not an alcoholic. I refuse to be anonymous. I am someone that doesn't drink alcohol. I spend every waking moment of my life helping other people do the same. Like right now, I am going to be talking about getting unstuck and implementing stuff in your life, right? And one massive way of getting unstuck and reason I'm talking about this is understanding why you're stuck in the first place, right, ladies and gentlemen? And that is the first of six phases of the Strive Method for Addictions. And we're going to be running a group workshop sometime in late January, early February, depending on numbers. And we're going to have a wonderful experience. We're going to have some fun. We're going to really challenge you. But most of all, we're going to really help you to grow into your power and to make some magnificent changes in your life, right? Some magnificent changes. And this is what I'm going to talk about today, a little bit of a little bit around that kind of stuff, right? How to get unstuck and start implementing. It's a monologue episode. There are no guests. So if you ever sought to change anything in your life, it can be easy to think that by starting, the battle is already half won. But what about the other half? What about the last leg of the race? For real change to happen, it's not enough to have your eureka moment and leave it at that. You have to do the hard work that comes with implementing the change you want to see. So in this episode, I urge you, get out of your head. Work on implementation. You might find yourself going in circles but failing to follow through. I call on you to slow down, narrow your focus. What change do you want to see? Maybe you already know the answer deep down, but you're afraid to confront the challenging task of implementation. In this little monologue episode, you're going to get some lessons from coaching. I'm going to talk to you about how lessons from coaching is really important, how to move beyond that light bulb moment, the difference between being and doing, how you can go beyond, and the importance of implementation. Okay, And an aspect of that implementation is investing in yourself without a doubt. Okay, Listening to this podcast will take you so far. For some people, listening to this podcast helps them to stop drinking alcohol and never to drink again. But if you're not one of those people and you need some extra help, the Strive Method for Addictions workshop, email us 1kdaysober at gmail.com and we'll get in touch about how you can sign up, okay? Or if you want to join Strive, our inner sanctum, uh, receive weekly online coaching calls uh, headed by myself and access to our monthly workshops by our 1000 Day Sober team. Again, email us 1kdaysober at gmail.com and we'll let you know how to get involved. Without further ado, I'll shut the hell up and leave you in the capable hands of me. Okay, so I've decided to increase our number of podcasts. So we're still going to have the old flavor. So every week you'll have a special guest who will enlighten you, enrich you, and turn you on and inspire you to change. But I'm also going to dip in here to tell you more about my story share what I'm going through, and um, start becoming more of a leader for this community, okay? Start to become more of a leader. Right at the beginning of creating uh, what became 1000 Days Sober, I was right at the rock face. Like I was, um, I was churning out blog posts, talking about my life, and I wasn't really into social media much back then, but I, w- I was a ferocious writer and I would write about everything that I was thinking about. And it really touched, you know, touched people's hearts. And I got so many people reaching out to me saying that they really uh, felt a connection to my story 
and they wanted to learn more. And that is how I kind of grew my community. And then over time, I kind of stopped doing that. And recently, a mentor of mine who's been looking through social media said, Lee, I don't see you. I don't see you anywhere. All right. So let's see more of you. So here you are. You're going to get a bit more than me, of me. So if you want to ask me any questions or anything like that, then please write to me at one, the number one, one day, one K day sober, one K day sober at gmail.com. Email me and ask me some questions about anything you want me to talk about on the podcast. And I will. Okay. So what I want to talk to you about is um, a conversation that I had with a good buddy of mine. Her name is Claudia Forward. And she is an amazingly beautiful healer, stroke process wizard, stroke time magician, stroke you name it. She can help you fix it from Australia. And she's a good buddy of mine. And we see each other every week for 60 to 90 minutes. And I was in a, a little bit of a funk with her. Uh, not with her, but I was in a little bit of a funk. And those of you that had listened to the episode that I did with the beautiful-looking Michelangelo, or maybe you haven't listened to that episode yet, but uh, I, you will hear me talking to him about a um, coaching group call that I was on where basically people called me out for hogging too much time and not allowing other people to be on there, okay? And my inner child came out and... I didn't handle the situation very well. So I was speaking to Claudia about that last night. And Claudia said to me, well, in this week alone, Lee, I have been on three different coaching container calls with you. And you have, on each time, had significant time underneath the spotlight. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. Because if I am at a coaching event, whether that's online or live, I'm going to make damn sure that I get my questions answered. I'm the guy with my hand up. I'm the guy at the front of the audience. When they want somebody to get up on stage, I want to be that guy because I want to get maximum value out of my time at that event. Now, there used to be an aspect of that where I wanted to be seen, that I wanted to demonstrate my intellect, that I wanted people to know that I had my shit together. That was the part of me that desperately needed approval from other people. And that is coming from my shadow side. And I am more aware when that part of my being shows up. I call that part of my being Ching, the young lad that, uh, that I was when I, before I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, when we've been on calls, we caught me and Claudia together, I've wanted to jump in there and get under the spotlight because I, I want to work on myself. And Claudia asked me, she took me right back to Sunday, which was our first time together. And she said, after you did some work, so after I was coached by my fellow coaches on Sunday, what did I implement as a result of that coaching? Okay. So I told her the things that I had implemented, um, but there wasn't a lot of stuff that I had implemented. And then I had a coaching call on Tuesday. Again, I was under the spotlight. This time it was around anger issues and some relationship issues with Liza. And Claudia once again asked me, 
what did you implement after that call? And I told her a few things that I'd implemented. And she said, okay, armed with the knowledge and understanding of what you learned on Sunday and Tuesday and what you implemented, have a think about the coaching session that happened on Thursday. And knowing now what you've learned from those two coaching sessions, could you maybe have made a different choice when it comes to this coaching session? So I thought about this long and hard. And what I realized was I actually didn't need to be coached in this coaching session, right? I didn't need to. I was actually scrambling around for questions or problems that he could coach me on, okay? So if I were to do it all over again, I would actually say to the coach, hey, Preston, um, thank you for this opportunity, but right now I don't need any further coaching. I would like to give this opportunity to somebody else. Now, the key behind this and why I'm sharing this story is the word implementation. Claudia got me to see that on Sunday and on Tuesday, when I went through some pretty serious coaching, I was a recipient of it, and there was tears, and there was a lot of light bulbs flickering in my mind, Claudia got me to see that that is not enough. It is not enough to have a light bulb crack. It's not enough to read a book and learn something new. It's not enough to listen to this podcast and go, oh, fuck, that's the same as me. I'm making that mistake. It's not enough to have a coaching session with somebody and make a list of notes of things you're going to do. If you don't implement any of this stuff, any of the changes, any of the work that you're doing, if you don't implement it, then what is going to happen in terms of changes to your life and behaviors? What Claudia pointed out to me was, if I don't implement what I'm learning, then I'm going to keep turning up on coaching calls asking the same questions, but in a different way. And if you're in a coaching container long enough, then people are going to be going to notice that. And they're going to be like, this guy is showing up asking the same question, and he's not really learning. And then how long are people going to keep showing up for you? It's a little bit like the boy who cried wolf, right? Okay. So I am now in a massive state of awareness that I need to slow the fuck down. That when people around me are telling me that I'm overwhelming them because of my constant chatter and enthusiasm about everything that's going on, that I myself must be overwhelmed. Now, I have a massive capacity to be innovative and think about different things, but is that effective and efficient? That, right now, is under the microscope. And could it be that this drive to multitask, to go on coaching calls and get to be the center of attention and to learn all this new stuff, and to keep reading, and to keep taking courses, and to keep listening to podcasts without implementing effectively? Is this resistance's way of preventing me from stepping into my power? Is this resistance's way of preventing me from failing? Because 
I'm not even trying because I'm busy, 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 busy. I'm doing, 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 but I'm not working on being. Okay? Really important distinction, a difference between beingness and doingness. Okay? How would this little story kind of um, like the parallels with alcohol? Let's just take the strive method for it. Well, let's just take 1,000 days sober as it currently stands, right? And how it works. Are you someone who listens to the podcast and has been listening to the podcast for seven years, but have never done anything other than listen to the podcast? Do you say to people, wow, this podcast, Lee David, is amazing. But do you ever implement any of the things that I talk about? Do you ever implement any of the things that my guests talk about? I know for a fact that very few of you ever come to the website and download the show notes. And we used to have really beautiful, amazing um, questionnaires, quizzes to really really improve your growth and understanding of each episode, very few people came to look at those. Very few people come to look at the show notes. Very few people come to check out the guests. Why is that? Are we just saying to ourselves that we're doing the work because we're listening? Is that enough? How many of us are reading books, um, drawing and writing all over the margins? underlining important phrases, writing little notes, and then not doing anything about it. How many of us are going to therapy sessions, relationship therapy, personal therapy, listening to, getting these light bulbs, and then never putting anything into action when we get into our real life? How many of us receive blog posts through our email system, think that is amazing and never do anything about it? or read a wonderful, inspiring quote or piece of social media content and never respond or do anything about it? How many people have joined our private Facebook group but have no intention really of posting anything of any depth, of asking any serious questions or implementing any of the advice that you do that they give you? How many of you are never going to get beyond the private Facebook group? are never going to commit to join our inner sanctum of Strive. How many of you are never going to take the Strive method for addictions or the Strive method for relationships? How many of you will? How many of you will come into Strive and still never share or ask questions, but you'll read other people's light bulbs, say, oh, yes, I got a light bulb as well, but you won't implement any of it. How many of you will take the Strive method for addictions but you won't do the homework assignments. Or you watch the videos, you write out the homework assignments, but you never implement it into your life. See, there's a massive difference between watching a video on coming out, which is in our ready phase, taking the next step in the ready phase of writing a list of all the people who are really important in your life that you have to talk to about you coming out or being someone who doesn't drink alcohol and then going and bloody doing it. How many people will watch the video and then convince themselves that they don't have anybody to talk to and they won't actually go and do the work. They won't implement it. How many people will watch our vulnerability series in the stuck phase 
answer the questions about where they're not showing up being vulnerable in their relationships, but then they will never sit down with their husbands and say, hey, every night when I come home and you ignore me and sit in your chair and drink your lager, I feel so dismissed and lonely and sad and confused and angry and humiliated that I allow this to happen day in, day out, and I feel like it could go on for the rest of my life. How many of us do that? How many of us implement that? All right. Now, I'm not saying any of this is easy. None of it is. It's not supposed to be. It's all supposed to be challenging, and we shouldn't expect anything less. But right now, implementation is my key word. Slow the fuck down. Stop multitasking. Focus on one thing at a time and implement, implement, implement. Before I ask any questions, think to myself, do you already know the answer? But you're just not implementing it. And I'm going to dig so deep. I'm going to challenge myself to always find the answer before I ask the question. Always find it. So when I do ask a question of someone, I really know from the bottom of my heart, from the pit of my gut, that I am going to be surprised when I get a response. That is understanding and testing the true power that we have within us, that we're all magnificent creatures that have everything that we need in order for us to live truly kick-ass lives. Sometimes it can be lazy to ask a question. Sometimes we ask questions for the wrong reasons. So that's what this podcast episode is all about. I'm encouraging you to start implementing and to start asking yourself, do I need to ask this question? Do I know the answer, but I'm just afraid to confront it? Any questions on this whatsoever, let me know, 1kdaysober at gmail.com. On the 18th of December, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, we're going to be running a two-hour workshop on anxiety. Okay, we all suffer from it. For a lot of us, it leads to numbing. And if you want to learn more tools and techniques to deal with it, get on that. Go to our website, www.1000daysober.com. Click on the workshop page and join. Okay, it's $37. If you're a striver, you get 50% off. If you're a coach, you get it for free. A 1000 Day Sober coach, that is. Go and do it. Do some implementing. All right. See you on the other side. Take care of yourselves. And give me some feedback. Let me know what you thought about this little monologue episode.